morning, everybody. Let me start by thanking all of you for joining today. Today we're here to bring attention to how Big Tobacco is trying to hook a new generation of young people on tobacco products. In recent years, tobacco companies have reinvented their products to appeal to young people with candy-flavored e-cigarettes putting millions of young folks at risk and threatening decades of progress in reducing tobacco use. A few years ago, San Francisco put children first and young people first and enacted laws to ban the sale and distribution of flavored tobacco products and e-cigarettes. Our state and our city have done a good job of enforcing against brick and mortar tobacco retailers. But unfortunately, online retailers have become the next frontier in that fight as a UC San Diego study confirmed just last month. Today, our San Francisco City Attorney's Office is announcing a lawsuit against three California companies who have flouted our laws by selling flavored tobacco products online to consumers in San Francisco. And to the press who are here, I just want to mention, we do have some of the products in front of us, and after this press conference, you're more than welcome to take some photos or video of them. The three defendants at issue, Millennial One Incorporated, Gashira Technology LLC, and DeSmokey LLC sell a variety of flavored tobacco products, including e-cigarettes, directly to consumers via their websites. While some online sellers indicate they won't ship products to jurisdictions based on the law, the websites of these defendants contain no such indication that they won't ship products to our city because they do. In test buys conducted by our office, each defendant sold to our office disposable vapes or e-liquids in fruit, candy, or dessert flavors designed to appeal to young people, such as strawberry watermelon, vanilla almond custard, and almond pear, and shipped them to our city in violation of the law. We are bringing our lawsuit to send a clear message to tobacco retailers that selling their products will not be tolerated in San Francisco. We're bringing this lawsuit to protect the public, especially youth, from the health risks of tobacco products. Just this year alone, 2.8 million middle and high school students across America reported currently using e-cigarettes, with 89% choosing flavored products. In San Francisco in 2021, over 20% of our high school students had tried e-cigarettes. And we are bringing this lawsuit to stop tobacco retailers from risking the lives of our kids through their flagrant disregard of the law. We're seeking injunctive relief, civil penalties for the defendant's past violations of the law, and attorney's fees. Now, to address this public health crisis, the advocates and health professionals and public policy leaders behind me and throughout our city and our state have worked tirelessly against big tobacco. And I'm going to be acknowledging a number of people as I introduce each of our four speakers, but let me start by thanking the organization that has led this fight nationally. Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids, represented by Mr. Tim Gibbs today. Thank you to TFK. And little known fact, I worked with this organization for many years before I was elected to office. Their work has literally saved millions of lives. I also want to thank the San Francisco Tobacco-Free Coalition, represented by Bob Gordon and others today, for its work for its work in leading and mobilizing local action on this issue. Because of your advocacy, our first speaker was able to pass one of our very significant, important local laws that are critical to the lawsuit that we brought. Working with my predecessor, Dennis Herrera, 
Supervisor Shimon Walton spearheaded our local law that prohibits the sale of e-cigarettes. I want to thank him for being a local champion for this fight and invite him to speak. Thank you, City Attorney Chu. Good morning, everyone. First of all, we know how long this fight against tobacco, big tobacco, has been in this city and across the nation. We can go all the way back to Prop 10 in 1998 when we passed all the first five commissions to take resources from tobacco and educate young people on how to not get hooked on tobacco. And then we come to find in 2018 that Jewel Labs was right here in San Francisco targeting our children and making sure that they could do everything they could to addict them to a lifetime of tobacco usage. So we all rallied together, fought hard, and got Juul and e-cigarettes banned right here in San Francisco. That ban here in San Francisco led to a trend across the state, across the country, and eventually internationally. Everyone understands the harms of e-cigarettes. Everyone understands that they are directly targeting our young people. You've seen the data. It demonstrates that they focus on making sure that the youngest children, the youngest children in our city will become addicted to e-cigarettes. And now we have irresponsible companies doing the same thing, targeting our residents, targeting our young people by trying to skirt around our laws and provide products online that can come directly in to San Francisco. We're not gonna stand for people skirting around our laws. And I wanna thank City Attorney Chu for bringing this lawsuit to those corporations. I wanna thank all of my colleagues, all of our supporters that are here with us today for fighting with us and standing with us because this lawsuit is important because we need to make sure not only do these big companies not target our residents here, we need to make sure that this doesn't happen anywhere else across the country. And for too long, people have been using online platforms to skirt around laws, to skirt around tax laws, to target residents in different cities. And so we're gonna make sure that they don't get away with that here in San Francisco. We have to continue to protect young people. We understand the harms of e-cigarettes. We understand what they do to target young people and to lead them to a lifetime of addiction to tobacco. And so just like we passed the law in 2019, just like we fought against big tobacco to make sure they didn't overturn our laws at the ballot, we're gonna do the same thing with these online retailers. So I wanna thank everyone for standing here and for coming out in support of this lawsuit. And I want us to continue to fight and let big companies and big corporations and big tobacco know we will not tolerate targeting our young people. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Walton, for your leadership. Uh, we have had a number of policymakers of the years who have been part of this fight. I want to thank former Supervisor Malia Cohen, who is now our controller, who authored our city's ordinance that banned flavored tobacco products. Our next speaker is someone who used to work in the San Francisco City Attorney's Office at the time when these laws were passed. I'd like to invite up District 6 Supervisor Matt Dorsey. Thank you so much, City Attorney Chu. And you know, more than 25 years ago, there was a former city attorney named Louise Rennie who filed what would become a groundbreaking 
lawsuit against Big Tobacco to hold them accountable for the public health disaster that they were causing. And in, in starting that, it created a tradition in the city attorney's office of leadership, national leadership, against Big Tobacco and the harms that it's causing. That was something that City Attorney Dennis Herrera continued, and I am incredibly proud and grateful that it is something that City Attorney David Chu is continuing as the national leader against Big Tobacco. I'm so honored to be here as somebody who worked in the City Attorney's Office for 14 years. And it's also meaningful to me because you know, just a few years ago, I had the opportunity of standing with another important leader in this fight, my colleague, Supervisor Shimon Walton. When Jewel Labs was prepared to spend this city into the ground at a campaign that was, they were spending millions. And we stood shoulder to shoulder with Bob Gordon and John Mai and some of a, a ragtag bunch of public health advocates at a time when we didn't know whether Michael Bloomberg was going to come in or not, but we did. I'm really proud of Supervisor Walton's leadership on that and everything that we did. That 2019 ballot measure, Prop C, stands in history as the biggest per vote fiasco loss for big tobacco in history. It was th several thousands of dollars that they spent per vote in a losing effort. It sent a powerful message about how much San Francisco cares about protecting kids and others from the harms of big tobacco. So I'm grateful to be a part of this, and I will stand shoulder to shoulder in this fight and many others to come. Thanks so much. Thank you, Matt Dorsey. Our efforts today would clearly not be successful without public health advocates, and I want to take a moment and thank the leadership of the San Francisco Marine Medical Society, represented by its past presidents, Dr. John Mon, Joseph Wu, who have been leading the medical establishment in our state and our country on these issues. Thank you, doctors. I also want to thank the American Heart Association and the American Cancer Society, represented by Blythe Young, Jen Gran Lujano, and others. And I want to take a moment and thank the Department of Public Health staffers who are here who have been leading the enforcement of our local laws. Our next speaker represents doctors and public health professionals from DPH leading this work. Please join me in welcoming our San Francisco Health Officer, Dr. Susan Phillips. Good morning. My name is Dr. Susan Phillip. I'm the health officer for the city and county of San Francisco, and I'm the director of the Population Health Division at the San Francisco Department of Public Health. I am so happy to be here with City Attorney David Chu, Supervisor Siobhan Walton, Supervisor Dorsey, and our wonderful community advocates from the Youth Leadership Institute, and all of you. For decades, the San Francisco Department of Public Health has sought to reduce access to tobacco and provide services to help people quit using it through programs such as the Tobacco Free Project. In recent years, we've also enforced the restriction of flavored product, tobacco product sales at brick and mortar retailers in San Francisco. With flavors such as menthol, cherry, and apple, flavored tobacco products are marketed to our youth, especially in communities of color and including for use in e-cigarettes and other vaping products. This restriction is critical to protect the health of those this industry targets because we know that in 2021, 20% of San Francisco's high school students had tried e-cigarettes and 8% reported currently using e-cigarettes. E-cigarettes often contain high concentrations of nicotine and nicotine exposure during adolescence can harm the developing brain, adversely impacting learning, memory, and attention. 
Additionally, most smokers start lifetime addiction to nicotine before they turn 18. Continued use contributes to serious illness, including cancer, lung, and heart disease. Flavored products make it easier to start and harder to quit. I applaud City Attorney Chu and his team for taking action to protect the health of all San Franciscans, as well as for the continued advocacy of leaders such as Supervisor Walton, Supervisor Dorsey, and organizations such as the Youth Leadership Institute and Tobacco-Free Kids. San Francisco youth or adults who smoke or vape can visit sfquits.org to learn more about how to quit smoking. They can also call the Tobacco-Free Project at 628-206-7668 to request an SF Quits kit and to talk to a quit coach. Together, we will continue to protect communities citywide from tobacco addiction and smoking-related illnesses. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Phillip, and you and your colleagues for all your tremendous work. Now, our efforts would not be successful without our grassroots community advocates, particularly our advocates for young people. The very first nonprofit board that I joined in my 20s was an incredible organization called the Youth Leadership Institute, which for now decades has trained young people to lead campaigns to stand up for their generation. Uh, I met our next speaker when he was one of those young advocates. Today he is YLI's Chief Program Officer, Fahad Karashi. Come on up, Fahad. Good morning, everybody. Um, you know, the Youth, Leader in Institute, Youth Leadership Institute, along with the uh, City of San Francisco, believes in youth voice. Tobacco continues to be a health equity issue and social justice issue. While we've come a long way, there's still a lot to do. Reducing access is critical to the pervasive and targeted tactics of the tobacco industry as they calculate and cultivate another generation of consumers. They're not gonna stop. The tobacco industry uses fun, enticing flavors to mask the harshness of tobacco and to hide the high nicotine levels, duping children, youth, and uh, young adults into thinking vaping is safe and sentencing them to a lifetime of addiction. Blue Raz, Banana Ice may sound harmless, but these candy-flavored vapes contain concentrated nicotine salts and are incredibly dangerous to our communities and public health. It's an interesting fact. Teens who vape are three times more likely to smoke cigarettes within a year. YLI youth leaders, such as the folks that you're gonna hear today, support the efforts of City Attorney David Chu and the community partners you see here on the stage committed to reducing access, specifically to online tobacco retailers. Again, they ain't gonna stop, so we can't either. Thank you. Thank you so much, Fahad. So our last speaker is the most important. We are here because of the impact of the action of online tobacco retailers on young people here to represent the voice of our next generation that Big Tobacco is trying to target is YLI's emerging youth leader, Sitlali Lechuga Pineda. Good morning. My name is Sitlali Lechuga Pineda. I am 23 years old. I was born and raised in the Bay Area. I will be graduating from Cal State East Bay spring 2024. I have been an emerging community leader with the Youth Leadership Institute over a year. 
I help lead the community action model program where young people are working across San Francisco to address the negative impacts of commercial tobacco products on young people and explore policy alternatives that protect community health. We would like to clarify that we are referring to commercial tobacco products and not referring to the ceremonial use. The problem is that tobacco that the tobacco industry prioritizes the profit over the lives of young people. Tobacco retail marketing strategies specifically target youth of color and youth of low-income communities more than any other populations. Despite current SF policy, young people are still accessing and using commercial tobacco products. When I was five, I opened my first history book. History has always been one of my interests and not exact favorite subjects. I was seven when the ceremonial use of tobacco was introduced to me. I had to navigate and face the misconceptions and negative associations that came from cultural biases and misrepresentations. I was 11 when I saw the impacts of commercial tobacco products that commercial tobacco products had on my peers. This included health risks and consequences. At 13, it was my turn to learn about the origins of the tobacco plant, how significant it was to indigenous communities, and the painful truth is that tobacco was commercially introduced and promoted and became a widely traded commodity. I have seen this exact cycle happen to many young people. The young leaders in the Community Action Model program have found a solution. We believe in a commercial tobacco-free generation, a policy that prohibits the sale of commercial tobacco products to anyone born on or after January 1st, 2005, with suggested policy implementation within the next five years or by January 1st, 2026, whichever comes sooner. With your support, we can unite and create sustainable solutions for our young people now and a positive change for future generations. Thank you. Thank you, Silali. I have just a couple of closing comments. Uh, one final set of a thanks to the incredible legal professionals from our city attorney's office. We had folks from three teams within our office, our affirmative team, our uh, investigation team, and our healthcare team. And I want to specifically shout out to Julie Walensky, Sarah Eisenberg, Henry Lifton, Julie Van Nostern, Sarah Gutierrez, Meryl Tank, Katie Dunn, Yvonne Mare, and Carol Stewart for your great work. Thank you, guys. Um, as I said at the beginning of this session, we do have some of the products uh, available here if the media wants to take photographs of them. And what I will reiterate is these are products that are not only not welcome in San Francisco, they are illegal to sell or distribute in our city. Uh, the last thing I will say is, again, just a tremendous thanks to everyone who is standing with us and the hundreds of folks who have been working on these issues in San Francisco throughout the years. Together, we will ensure that we will hopefully have someday soon a tobacco-free generation. And with that, thank you all for being here. And uh, folks are available for questions and interviews if you like. Thank you so much.